Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travel. And I'll be hanging around, covering lots of ground. If you'd be so kind to share what's on your mind. It's time well spent. And good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Yeah, we'll be catching up on the news today. Certainly a very important uh, day here in the Northeast as uh, looks like we got lots of rain on the way and it continues to rain and some flooding in the area. And we're going to keep you apprised of that as well as open phone lines. You can join us anytime uh, during the course of this next hour here at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255 if you have something that uh, you'd like to report to us, whether it's a road condition or something that's going on out there, um, we we need to know about it, and uh, your fellow neighbors uh, need to know about it. Thanks to the sponsors of Travels with Charlie, this show would not be happening without their support, and I thank them and, and hope that uh, you would support them as well. Uh, my friends at Casella Waste Systems, casella.com, with zero sort recycling, they help to keep it all out of the landfill. Jolly convenience stores, and when I'm on the road and I get hungry, I know where to stop for fuel, for the car, and for my belly, home with a daily smile. Jolly Convenience Stores. Don't forget the Creamies at a lot of those places now, too. And Milne Travel, MilneTravel.com. Scott and the crew, they've been doing it since 1975. Their travel specialists search the lowest airfares via databases exclusive to the travel industry. And, of course, Myers Bagel Cafe, and it's now called Myers Wood-Fired. They've always been wood-fired with wood-fired bagels, but uh, they've added some delicious pizzas to the menu now, and they're now on on Shelburne Road, as well as Pine Street, 408 Shelburne Road, and they are now open for breakfast and lunch from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily, Myers Bagel Cafe, Myers Wood Fired. Great show lined up for you today. You know, I couldn't have planned this uh, any better. One of my guests is going to be joining me coming up at the bottom of the hour, Dave Van Sleet, good friend. They actually went to high school together. And one of the good guys, founder and general manager of the Louisville Slugger Warriors National Amputee Baseball Team. They're going to be in Burlington on July 22nd at Centennial Field, taking on the Green Mountain League All-Stars. But my first guest joining me in studio today, talking about the importance of AM radio and more, the executive director of the Vermont Association of Broadcasters, Wendy Mays. Wendy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Charlie. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is so important uh, that you are here today, and you get it, and I, I, I think most of our listeners will get it once we sort of connect the dots. There are a couple of things going on, obviously, the importance of, uh, of AM radio when events like this happen, which is happening right now, and, you know, we can go back to, uh, to August 28, 2011. It was Tropical Storm Irene with four to seven inches of rain, 
which is happening right now. Uh, the ice storm, January 5th, 1998. I was on the air then. I remember that. Uh, nearly four inches of ice and freezing rain. Thousands of people lost power. Uh, I remember Governor Howard Dean coming into our studio because that was one of the only ways that he could communicate with people. Uh, a lot of uh, communication lines were down. So with that said, uh, it is so important that we that AM radio continues to be a part of communications. And yet, fast forward to today, and we're urging people to drive electric vehicles. And, well, that's great. And that's not the issue here. The issue is, if you're going to get an electric vehicle, why can't you have an AM radio in it? Well, exactly. I, I think that's the, the the question that everyone needs to be asking. Um, you know, yes, electric vehicles are fantastic and, and they're going to uh, play a, a role in our future. Uh, but why can't you also have AM radio as a part of that? Well, they claim that there's some interference and I, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't driven in an electric vehicle and, and tried to, to pick up AM reception. I, I think we all know if you have an AM radio and you go underneath a fluorescent light, uh, you get a little bit of a buzz, you get some sound that that, that comes out. Uh, um, but there are ways around that. You mm-hmm. can you can shield it. Um, we're going to talk a, a little bit about that today. We want to hear from you, the importance of AM radio in your life, your thoughts, your memories of growing up. If you're as old as me, you grew up listening to AM radio. That was the first radio that I listened to. That's what inspired me to do what, what I do today and continue to do and, and always wanted to do. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Wendy, first, let's talk a little bit about the VAB, Vermont Association of Broadcasters, and what exactly it does. Let's talk about the history of the VAB. Absolutely. So the VAB was started in 1965. Uh, so this organization is over, uh, well, it's, it's, it's been around for a long time. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was basically, it was started because, um, we have so many, uh, radio and television stations operating in the state of Vermont. There's over 100, believe it or not, uh, which is a lot for our small state. Yeah. And, uh, so the, the Vermont Association of Broadcasters was started to, uh, in order to, Unite the stations to to uh, celebrate uh, our industry, to advocate for our industry, and uh, to, to really—I I, I like to think of it as a cheerleader. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's our main purpose: is to uh, offer things like professional growth opportunities to the broadcasters, to offer. Uh, in uh, things along the lines of, uh, you know, if they need software upgrades or hardware uh, uh, upgrades to their hardware to, to be able to make them look and sound the best that they can. So uh, for professional growth opportunities, we love to offer those so that people can be even better at their craft than they are right now. Um, that's not just, I mean, we have such talented radio and television broadcasters in the state, but there's there's always the new generation, the next generation that's coming along. Right. And we want to make sure that they're up to speed on all the different technology and, uh, you know, the different social trends that are happening and so that they can just be 
really the best broadcasters that they can be. And the technology changes so quickly. Uh, you know, if you go back to when I started in radio and I, you know, just when I first started, uh, we weren't doing vinyl records at the time. Uh, it was all, everything was on a cart. And then from that, it went to everything's on a computer. And then you, you never saw records. You didn't see carts any longer. And, and today it's, uh, you know, you got yourself a laptop. And I mean, you, you know, you're, <laughs> you're on the air. Before we went on, we were talking about doing remote broadcast. And some of the things that were involved with that when you had the big vehicle and you had to put a mast up. And today it's like if you got a phone, you can pretty much you call back to the station and you get on the air. But there are some things, Wendy, that have not changed. And that's always been that radio stations serve the community. They also, which is very important today, providing a lifeline emergency information. And that's what we're doing here today. That's what WDEV is doing today. You know, Lee has been updating uh, throughout the morning here with, with road conditions and weather conditions. Roger Hill with the weather. It's so important. And, you know, the fact that AM radio, all you need is a radio or, you know, a smartphone, I guess, if you want to listen on an app, but you don't, you don't need that. So, so it's essentially, it's free. You know, satellite radio is not free. You pay for a subscription. AM radio is free, always has been free. That's right. And I think that that's a, a point that shouldn't be overlooked. Not only is it a, a free way to get all of the, the information that you need and the, the entertainment that you want, yeah. um, but also the fact that we're not going anywhere. You know, it's we hope been, not. Yeah, it's been around <laughs> for a very long time, and yeah. we plan on staying around for a very long time because the the services that radio provides, you can't get it from any of the other streaming services. Right. You can't get it from, you know, sure, maybe you can listen to some new music on one of those streaming services, but can you know about the baseball game that's happening next week? Exactly. And and it's all about that local commitment. And that's mm-hmm. what you get. And it's not just, you know, we're talking about AM radio, of course, because of uh, the what's happening with uh, with electric vehicles, EVs. Uh, but it's AM and it's FM. It's the same thing. It's that local commitment. It's, uh, you know, the charities that, that local radio supports and has supported over the years. And I can think of many causes that uh, that I got behind in my years of broadcasting and the, the thousands of dollars that we raised. And, you know, I don't take credit for that. It was, you know, your listeners that, that got out their checkbooks, and but they wouldn't do it if you didn't rally them. That's so true. I mean, in my 20-plus years of being a broadcaster, I have seen the impact that radio stations and television stations make um, on their communities, from food drives to blood drives to, uh, you know, any kind of drive you can think about, fundraising efforts, um, and not – not let's not overlook what happened during the pandemic too where it was down to you know where can i find cleaning supplies where can i find toilet paper yeah. where can i find masks you know back in that particular time it was radio that was giving you know hourly uh, exactly yeah updates as to where what stores had what so you could go out and find those things that you needed and that's a very when, scary time and that's when local is so important wendy mays my guest this afternoon on travels with charlie uh let's get your thoughts your comments on what's happening today with the with the storm uh the importance of of keeping am radio in your vehicle we're being urged to get electric vehicles and yet the electric vehicle manufacturers are saying that am radio does not work 
in uh, an electric vehicle. Well, uh, as we all know or should know, uh, you know, if you have anybody that uh, is in engineering background, there are ways around it. You know, I was talking with Lee before we went on, and, uh, you know, an $80,000 car, you're telling me that you can't put some shielding in so the radio works? Uh, and let's let's hear from you this this afternoon 2441777187291825 i don't want to get into any conspiracy theories here or you know drag you down that hole wendy but you have to wonder when most am radio stations uh, today they're of a conservative bent they tend to do talk radio and conservative uh, that's what's kept them alive. Uh, they've done it very well. They're very profitable. They're very good at it. And you have to wonder, well, why would somebody want to quiet that? And that's kind of what's happening when you consider the amount of time that people spend in their car. Uh, you, and you get this, you know, being in radio, that, you know, that drive time, that all important morning drive and afternoon drive when people are coming to work and leaving work and that's when they have an opportunity to listen if you were to take that am radio out of the picture then am radio is not worth as much right i mean to advertisers they're going well you don't have as many people listening as you used to absolutely so the financial impact that this would have on am is devastating there's no doubt about it um I, I'm not sure of the exact statistic, but it's something like 50% of, of AM listening happens in the car. So if AM receivers are taken out of the car, of course, that is going to have a financial impact. Um, but it is also about all of the programming that you get on AM, be it conservative, be it religious, uh, be it just sports talk. There are so many uh, voices that almost would be silenced by that, and it's, it just doesn't seem fair, especially when there absolutely are fixes, inexpensive yes. fixes that can happen in electric vehicles. Um, and I just want to say kudos to, to uh, car makers like Chrysler, Toyota, Honda, and Hyundai, who have all made a commitment to not take AM receivers out of their dashboards, uh, be it in their electric vehicles or their the, the traditional vehicles. Um, and they have found a way of course around they have. it. Of course they have. We, you know, so it's like, yes, shield, you know, by using shielded high-voltage cables and connectors, they have said they have no plans to, tape, to remove AM radio. Uh, but there are a lot of foreign car makers who have already removed it and have no plans to put it back in. Not good. Let's go to the phones. John from Williamstown joining us here on Travels with Charlie with my guest, Wendy Mays, a VAB Executive Director. Good afternoon, John. What's on your mind today? Hi there. Well, I just wanted to say uh, two things. One is that way back they uh, had troubles with uh, a lot of the new uh, spark plugs that they were interfering. Remember, they, 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 you get the pop, pop, pop on AM, but they found a way around that. Yeah. It can be done, just like you were saying. And the, the idea that they can't be, be done in uh, uh, EV cars is, as Harry Truman would say, a big pile of manure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Because we have a Chevy Bolt. We have an AM radio. Yep. We listen to DEV in it. It comes in just fine. It, you know, Chevy found a way to get that AM radio to work. So, you know, I'm glad to hear your uh, your guest saying that uh, uh, Hyundai and uh, Kia and those, those guys have made a commitment to stay with AM radio. And mm -hmm. I, I hope that, uh, you know, we, we don't uh, outlaw it, I guess, is, what, what the, is that what the bill would do? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I, I can answer your question about the bill, if that's okay, Charlie. Can yeah, I talk about that do, a little yeah. bit? So there is a bill that's been introduced in both the Senate and the House um, called the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. It was introduced by Senator Markey out of Massachusetts, who's an avid AM radio listener. And oh, his uh, partner in this um, this bipartisan bill is... It is, is bipartisan, It yes. is bipartisan, yeah. and his partner in this is Senator Ted Cruz yeah. from Texas. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, a, an unlikely pairing. Well, radio brings people together. It sure does. Yeah. It sure does. And there's a, a House version, too. We have a, There's 109... Uh, representatives from around, from all, from the states, including Congresswoman Ballant, who have signed on to the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. And on the uh, Senate, d- d- sorry. Didn't, didn't I also, didn't Peter Welch sign on to it also? No, sir. Actually, Senator Sanders signed on to it, and uh, he was actually a very early sp- sponsor of the bill, which we really appreciate his um, his support on. Uh, Senator Welch has not signed on to Uh-oh. the bill. And uh, we got to get on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, believe yeah. me. We, we got to get. I think. I, I think uh, Peter hasn't been a guest on this program, but uh, I've had him on multiple times before. I think. I think we're going to have to uh, reach out to him. John, thanks for your call this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Let's go to Dale in Burlington. Wendy Mays from the VAB. We're talking about the importance of AM radio in your electric vehicle. Good afternoon, Dale. Good afternoon. Um, well, as you know, Charlie, if you uh, silence uh, AM radio, you might as well just cut my tongue off. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to urge everyone to contact their representative in Washington to urge them to support this bill. And uh, now that it has come out that Peter Welch has not signed off on it yet, uh, I think that should be everyone's first contact is to uh, yeah. get him a message that uh, maybe he's kind of fallen asleep on this one. But AM radio is very important, and I think it just indicates another unintended consequence of electric vehicles. It seems to be all the goody-two-shoes want the electric vehicles because it's going to save the world and everything. But they never gave it a thought that when they need help and they're stuck in their electric vehicle in the middle of a flood somewhere that they didn't know anything about because they were too busy listening to whatever they were listening to. Satellite radio. AM radio. Yeah. you know, it's very important, and the timing of this show today is just incredible. Um, you always had a vision, Charlie. Yeah, I don't know. I think I lucked out on this again. one, Dale. It, uh, it, <laughs> those things just happen. Uh, nice to hear from you today, Dale, on uh, Travels with Charlie. We're, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation. We'll also get an update on uh, weather and road conditions. Lee Cattell will fill us in. And uh, Wendy gets to play Name That Tune with me. I, I've never gone up against another radio person. So we'll see. Lee really picks some tough ones, Wendy. So uh, <laughs> we're in for it. We'll be right back here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin.
I'm going to go to the pro on this one. Wendy, can you name that tune? Oh, boy. Is it the Greg Kinn Band? It is the Greg Kinn Band. I got that one. Okay. <laughs> they don't make them. They don't write them like that anymore. They, they don't write them like that anymore. <laughs> Woo. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Wendy May is my guest. Uh, we're talking about AM radio, the importance of AM radio in your vehicle, your electric vehicle. We're going to continue that conversation. I'm going to go to Lee for just a moment in the newsroom and see if there's uh, any updates, anything uh, happening uh, with uh, some flooding in the area. We did here on Interstate 89 and also here in uh, in Montpelier and Waterbury. Lee. Okay. For the afternoon, a couple of uh, roads have reopened. Route 12A from Route 12 in Northfield to the Granville line is now reopened to traffic. So uh, that one was closed for much of the day. That has uh, reopened. And uh, we'll continue to give you storm coverage throughout the day. Some places that continue to be closed in Waterbury, Little River Road is closed to the State Park. And the uh, park and ride on Lincoln Street extension is also inaccessible at this time. Uh, Route I-89 north uh, north of Exit 8 in Montpelier remains down to one lane due to some high water on the road. Uh, but... Uh, and. Uh, one of the roads in Mount Holly has reopened over the past few minutes. Route uh, 155 from Straight Road uh, from Mount Holly south to Route 100 in Weston. That is open to one lane. Uh, Mount Holly and uh, Weston and Ludlow, some of the towns just brutally damaged by this storm. And uh, nice to see a road opening in that part of the uh, country again. So we'll continue to update throughout the afternoon, but that's the very latest. All right. Thanks for the update. Uh, Wendy Mays, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. We're talking about the importance of AM radio. Uh, couldn't uh, point it out any more than just that uh, that break in right there, giving you all the, uh, you know, what's happening in the area with flooding and, and the like. And, and Wendy, what's at issue here is electric vehicles, EVs, say that uh, AM radio, there's interference. There, there is interference, but it can be it can be cleared up. Some car manufacturers, as you mentioned, Hyundai being one of them, I believe Toyota is also going to continue putting AM radios in in vehicles. But one of the points that uh, that you want to make is about uh, you know monetizing that dashboard, which we're not hearing a lot about. But when you think about it. A lot of these services you pay for. You pay for Sirius. Uh, you you have to pay for a phone if you want to download an app. The app may be free, but your phone isn't free. So all of this, you're not going to be able to get in your car and just listen for free any longer. Yeah, Charlie, you know, unfortunately, so many things in this world are influenced by money, the almighty dollar. And unfortunately, uh, I th- I believe, I think that this is what is uh, is is making this decision. That's why the car manufacturers are making this decision. You know, I think they've realized that for a long time, AM and FM have been taking up uh, valuable real estate on their dashboard, yeah. and they have figured out that uh, a better way to make money is by uh, not making something that's free available, but by making something that you have to pay a subscription fee to available. And so monetizing that dashboard and so that the car auto manufacturers are the ones that are getting the money from those subscriptions, or at least a portion of it, I think that's what's really at stake here, because we do know that there is a very simple, very inexpensive 
fix uh, to the interference that happens in an EV. Um, You know, just the shielded high-voltage cables and connectors are are all you need to to make that fix, and it's not expensive. Yeah, so we don't don't want to hear about that there's interference and we can't fix it. We just want to give a loud baloney. I'm being kind. I've got Mm -hmm. another word, but... As you, you know, the FCC is also listening, so we won't go there today. Uh, but uh, it, who who can our you know who can we direct our voices to? Car manufacturers or our legis our 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 congressional delegation? And as you mentioned, uh, you know it's Peter Welch right now that's dragging his heels. That's right. So again, I want to thank uh, Congresswoman Ballant and Senator Sanders for their support. They've already signed on to the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, and and for whatever reason, Senator. Welch uh, is just taking a bit longer as he is uh, looking at the bill. Um, if if listeners want to uh, show support for AM radio in vehicles, certainly reaching out to Senator Welch's office via uh, either an email, a phone call, or they can even text 52886 to tell Congress to keep AM radios in cars. And uh, I think it's really important that it, that it come from our congressional leadership because um, the, the, the auto manufacturers, uh, they will listen. You know, they've, they've already been given millions of dollars uh, during the, the, the pandemic uh, to keep in business. And there's been millions yeah. of dollars put into um, subsidies for people to buy electric vehicles. And um, I think that it's really important that our congresspeople know that uh, AM radio is important to Vermonters and uh, that, that we're concerned about it not having a place on the dashboard. Um, so that is I, I highly encourage people. To, to reach out to Senator Welch in particular. And, of course, uh, you know, AM radio covers a, a very large area, uh, you know, m- much larger typically than, than an FM signal. Uh, um, you know, many of these radio stations, they have, they have generators. So when, you know, power does go out, you're still a- we're still able to broadcast. Hopefully you have a radio with a... You know, a tra- we're dating ourselves here, transistor radio with, you know, with a little battery in it. But that's how people listen during storms yeah, absolutely. and power outages. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that was one of the things that I wanted to say is that the emergency alert system, EAS for short, exactly. is uh, the, the primary entry points for the emergency alert system. Are, uh, there are 70 of them around the country. 60 of those are AM radio stations, including WBZ in Boston, which is, uh, the primary entry point for all of North, the Northeast. And so the reason that, that they have, that, that FEMA and emergency management have, uh, chosen that is because of its ability to, um, penetrate buildings, mountains, right. and it has such an expansive reach. And that's why it's a primary entry point. And uh, they, the, the federal government has put a lot of money into hardening these primary entry point stations to make sure that they can withstand any sort of weather or disaster, be it natural right. or of the techno- technological kind. Yeah, yeah. and it's, <laughs> so. it, you're right, uh, Wendy. It's always been there. We've always uh, relied on that. Uh, uh, let's go to Joanne in Worcester. You're live on uh, Travels with Charlie with Wendy Mays from the VAB. Good afternoon, Joanne. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. I just had another thought of why we need AM radios in cars, and that's because I live in Worcester on top of a mountain, and I lose power frequently with snowstorms and thunderstorms, and I go out to my car to listen to updates on DEV. 
Precisely. Exactly. That that is why it is so important to have uh, to have the EAS system be available and have access to everyone. It's free. It's the way that federal officials and state and local officials communicate with communities um, when there is a, a natural disaster or in times like this. I, I just have to say. I was I was tuning into WDEV today on my drive in because I wanted to make sure Absolutely. that there That's... were no road closures or anything along those lines. Right. I, I wouldn't have been without it. Joanne, thanks for your call. Uh, Wendy, I'm going to ask you to stay just a little bit longer. Uh, we've uh, got more calls coming in. Ray from Berlin joining us here on Travels with Charlie. You can also join us at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. We're talking about the importance of AM radio in all vehicles, electric vehicles especially and ray your thoughts yeah i listen to am all the time because i can reach out and listen to far away stations you know i'm an old conservative lots of conservative radio co-hosts use am rush limbo did but really from my little adobe i can reach out and listen to w o r k and w uh, abc and some of those that have stations on only AM that I can pick up right from here. You know, I don't use the TV and all that other stuff. So it's, it's it's a great gift, and please don't let them take it away. And, and I think the far left is uh, I'm getting political, but the more AM stations are off the air, that means they have less competition for putting up arguments for the other side of the story. Well, Ray, uh, you're, you're right in line with my thinking there, so I appreciate your call here this afternoon. Thanks for joining us on Travels with Charlie Ray. Have a great afternoon. Stay safe today. Thank Wendy you. Mays uh, with the VAB, my guest this afternoon. It's been a very busy segment. We're, we've got to move on to my next guest. Uh, but before uh, we move on to Dave Van Sleet, uh, I just have to, you know, you know, talking with somebody that uh, that has also been in radio for for so many years, and I know that you worked as a promotions director for many years uh, for a local uh, group here in the area, and maybe you've got a, a story because everybody thinks promotions director is that, you know, I've worked with so many of them that it's this glamorous job. It's wow, you get to you think up these wonderful ideas. You know, you're going to win a trip, or you have to, uh, you know, keep your hand on a car for, uh, you know, whoever holds the car for the longest. And I've seen those, you know, you win the car, you know, dance, kiss, whatever. Um, what's, you know, some of the wacky antics that you've had to put up with and some of the things that aren't so glamorous, Wendy? Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to. Uh, Let's do a tell all. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it was a 20 year career yeah. doing promotions. So, I, I mean, yeah, not not glamorous. That's definitely not. <laughs> but I will say it was pretty darn fun and entertaining to be able to come up with different ways to give away cars, trucks, boats, uh, you know, trips, uh, cash. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I I think one thing we did once that didn't work out so well, we were trying to give away a diamond and we uh, had people put like these wax lips up to like this piece of glass that the diamond was in and yeah. the first person to take it off lost and so yeah. the last person standing won the diamond you know somebody passed out so Ooh. i don't think that was Ooh. the best idea <laughs> not good <laughs> not good well, wendy if people want to find out more information about the, the vermont association of broadcasters uh, if you're a broadcaster or somebody that that wants to support uh, am radio in electric vehicles, uh, where can they go? To vab.org. So 
you know, that's our website, VAB.org. We actually have a lot of information and a place where you can uh, uh, look and see how to contact Senator Welch's office if you'd like to let him know that you'd like to see AM radio stay in vehicles. All right. Get in touch with uh, with Peter Welch. And uh, I'm going to see if we can get Peter on a future program here. We'll... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll put the pressure on. I'm, I'm, I'm good at that, putting the pressure on Peter. I, I'm, and I look forward to doing that. Wendy, so great to see you today. Thank you for coming into the studio here. Always a pleasure to see you and, uh, safe travels. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll be right back with uh, my next guest, Dave Van Sleet, the founder and general manager of the Louisville Slugger Warriors National Amputee Baseball Team. And we'll have an update uh, from Lee Cattell, what's happening outside straight ahead. Travels with Charlie, WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. And welcome back to Travels with Charlie. I've got to name that uh, name that tune. Uh, man, I'm just, I don't know, I'm a little rusty today. <laughs> uh, Bob Seeger. All right, that's good. That's close enough. Uh, my next guest joining me in just a moment. i got to tell you about Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. It's now Myers Wood-Fired Bagels and Pizza and Libations, Shelburne Road, 408 Shelburne Road in South Burlington. They're open till 2 o'clock from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. Uh, you know, they also do mail order. People that don't live in the area that have enjoyed Myers Bagels all their life and they've, they've left the area or you've got family that uh, lives outside the area, they will mail order bagels. They do it for places all across the country. You know, Montreal-style, hand-rolled, honey-boiled, wood-fired bagels. There's nothing better than that. Delicious sandwiches. They smoke their own meats. Flavored cream cheeses, unbelievable pastries, open from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily, as I mentioned, their breakfast and lunch sandwiches. Very creative menu. Uh, and check out uh, Meyer's Wood-Fired Bagels now at 408 Shelburne Road in South Burlington. Well, welcome back to Travels with Charlie. And my next guest, uh, uh, well, this is a lot of fun because uh, uh, my next guest and I, uh, we went to high school together. So we won't reveal any, uh, you know, we, we got we to protect certain things. Dave Van Sleet, uh, the founder and general manager of Louisville Slugger Warriors National Amputee Baseball Team. David, good afternoon, and welcome to Travels with Charlie. Charlie, it's always great to hear your voice. Well, it's great to hear your voice and great to talk with you again. You know, we we did this a while back when you brought uh, one of these t- uh, teams to, to Burlington in the past. I forget how many years ago that was. Brought him to Centennial, and there was, uh, you know, myself uh, on a team along with Rusty DeWeese. I think we had... Uh, um, the guy who would, man, I, I'm at a loss here. Um, one of the other players that we had, uh, well, we, we lost anyway. It was, uh, it was not a good thing. <laughs> uh, but tell us a little bit about the backstory, uh, of how you came to found this team, the Louisville Sluggers. Well, you know, for, since 2011, when we started with amputee softball, it went quite well. But then in, uh, 2017, some of the guys said, okay, we know we're one of the best amputee softball teams in the country. Uh, 
where do we lie with uh, playing baseball? And so we had a national tryout uh, down at the Washington Nationals uh, spring training facility in uh, Palm Beach, uh, Florida. And we included anyone that was an amputee to come in. And um, so we were about half veterans and about half uh, just uh, players that were either born or had a traumatic accident resulting in amputation. The team has been elevated to the next level. Uh, 13 out of the 15 players have all played in college, either with before or after their amputation. Um, we're the real deal now. So it's not uh, only veterans now. It can be, as you mentioned, uh, somebody that uh, threw another accident or or born that way. Uh, and some of the some of the members on the team, uh, David, are still uh, in in ball, uh, still playing college and um, ball in college. Are they not? Yes, we have about three still playing in college right now. Obviously, it's summertime. Um, we're gonna and when we come to Burlington, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, we're gonna have an outfield. That could probably start at most college uh, baseball programs through that good. Now, this is simply amazing. Dave Ansleet, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. If you have a question or comment uh, for David, I'd uh, love to hear from you. 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Uh, as David mentioned, they will be in Burlington July 22nd at Centennial Field. They're going to be taking on the Green Mountain League All-Stars. It's called the Battle at the Ball Field. Uh, and what can you tell us about the Green Mountain League All-Stars? Who are they playing, David? Yeah, so the Green Mountain Baseball League All-Stars, they have a, an adult uh, baseball league in Burlington that once you get done playing high school and college, um, there's a league that you can continue playing. So there's a couple teams that are very good, and most of the guys have played college. And uh, they picked an all-star team, and we're playing them. Um, what's uh, what's the record uh, of your team currently right now, Dave? Uh, we We do quite well um i would say in the last two years we've only lost one game wow we got some we got some we got some serious players but we got some serious pitching uh next saturday in burlington we'll be throwing uh the first game uh the the main game uh two guys that are missing legs Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the other members of the team. I know uh, you've, we've got some, you know, not only yourself uh, from Burlington, but uh, Len Whitehouse, uh, Burlington native, uh, MLB pitching uh, uh, star, and, of course, uh, he's your pitching coach. Yeah, we brought him on a couple years ago. Len uh, went to Burlington High School, and he's one of the very few uh, – Vermont natives that have ever made uh, it all the way to the top of the Major League uh, Baseball League. He pitched five years in the pros with uh, Texas Rangers and the Minnesota uh, Twins. His claim to fame is he struck out Reggie Jackson for Reggie's <laughs> 2,000 strikeout. Well, that's uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Uh, Dave, can you tell us how this all came about with you? Uh, you know, your background, you... I know you worked uh, in, in the in the VA for many years, and you made uh, prosthetic eyes for for veterans. Uh, am I correct? You're you're very correct. Um, so it was uh, going back like 12 years ago, um, as I was getting close to my retirement age with the Department of Veterans Affairs, all in prosthetics. Um, my last year before you exit the VA, they want you to do a 
a two-week program on maybe something that would enhance the VA in any shape, way, or form. And I came up that we needed to find some way to integrate the the amputated veterans back into the community um, once they come back from the war and get out of the hospital and and back up on their feet with uh, amputation. And that's how it started, and it's just progressed ever since. Um, it could never happen without serious sponsorship. Um, I can I can say that Louisville Sluggers are one of our top sponsors. But yep. when you have Jimmy Buffett and Margaritaville, um, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, uh, I just got a call from uh, Ted Turner's company. Um, you know, when you have that kind of sponsorship behind you, you're able to do this. Dave, did you ever think that it would go this far? You know, when you're leaving, uh, leaving your job at the VA and, and, you know, sort of, you know, dabbling in this and, and it takes off. And then you mentioned the people that have come on board to sponsor and people listening there going, my God, you know, Brian Cranston, uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett, uh, and of course, you know, the baseball, uh, bat company, Louisville Slugger, you know, the big name. How does that make you feel? Are, are you, are you humbled at all by that? Oh, very much so. Uh, as you know, it's not about me. Uh, growing up in Burlington, Vermont, you know, just sort of middle-class family and, uh, you know, a, just an average down-to-earth guy who came yeah. up with a creative idea. I thought maybe I could get uh, about five years out of it. Little did I know we're now in our 12th, 12th year doing this uh, and still going strong. And the talent level I'd never even imagined it getting to this level. Well, Dave, I wish you would tell us about some of the uh, the current members of, of the team. The We're talking with uh, Dave Van Sleet, the GM and founder of the Louisville Slugger Warriors National Amputee Baseball Team. They're going to be at Centennial Field on July 22nd. Uh, just let the, our listeners know about some of the talent that's going to be coming to uh, to Burlington and some of the things that they're going to be seeing. And, in fact, you can tell a story perhaps about your pitcher and about some of the people in the outfield and, you know, what they're able to do, you know, minus one leg, two legs, uh, uh, one arm only. You have a catcher that has one arm only. you got to talk about that. Yeah, he's probably our biggest story right now. Uh, he just graduated college. Uh, he's flying to medical school. And he has only literally one arm. He doesn't even have the shoulder on that side. Uh, young kid, amazing. Um, what he does behind the plate, and he can run like a deer. It's, it's amazing to see someone who's not ashamed of their disability to get out there and show it. Um, so, so Dave, you have to, uh, this is radio, so, you know, we don't have, we can't go to the video clip, but, if you can explain how you catch a ball in one hand with a glove and then, and then, you know, are you throwing it to first base? Uh, uh, how do you do that? Well, he either throws it back to the pitcher or second base. He would be uh, throwing it to first base for the most part, unless it was a bunt. But anyways, that, sh- that shows my, my, my uh, not knowing a lot about baseball, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, no comment. Yeah, okay, Dave. <laughs> my nickname uh, growing up was the Woodchopper. Uh, we won't go any further there. <laughs> he um, he catches it with his ha- uh, glove hand, obviously. Yeah. And it happens so fast, and he pops it up in the air, drops his glove, is catching the ball in midair and throwing it, and. He's not the only one on our team that does this. Uh, two of our outfielders does this. Um, 
We have another guy. You won't believe this story. He played college baseball. I won't say the university. He was working at the university afterwards and was mowing grass on a bank, and the big rider he was on, you know, rolled over, and it cut off his hand. And 11 hours later, they sewed it back on. And he never thought he could play again. And the guy is, he can't play a whole lot with that hand, but he can play, do everything else with his other hand. A lot of the members of your team, David, uh, they have full-time jobs. Uh, they may be in school. This isn't a full-time gig for them, right? Yeah, they're all walks of life. Um, you know, they live to, to play on this team. You know, everything's covered. Uh, they don't get paid um, but every all their expenses are taken care of. They have the best equipment, the best uniforms. They, they have all that. Um, their plane fare, their lodging, their ground transportation, completely covered. And then meals and maybe a beer or two afterwards is covered. Yeah. Now, now, what about the prosthetic limbs, especially for those that have been wounded serving our country? How does the VA help them with that? Because a lot of these limbs, I would imagine, are uh, probably something that the average person wouldn't wear, but somebody that wants to compete in a sport, it may be something a little, little higher quality. Right. If you're a, a veteran, a disabled veteran, um, whatever, you can get your prosthetic limb through the VA. Um, I have taken that to the next level. I have found a prosthetist out in um, just below Seattle, Washington, who's very innovative and very creative on the designs and technology he uses. And he makes like prototypes. And, you know, these guys have the best of the um, amputee prosthetic limbs you can imagine. And to give you a little idea of how big time this guy is, you remember Oscar Pistorius, who had a little problem with his girlfriend? Yep. They, this prosthetic company dropped him to sponsor us. And so all our guys, veterans, go all the way out to uh, um, Seattle, Washington, and get a uh, top-of-the-line prosthetic limb made by this guy. Unbelievable uh, prosthetist. David, I'm sure that uh, over the course of the years with this team, you've also had an opportunity to meet and uh, play against uh, some amazing people and maybe even some people that uh, we might know from the baseball world. Yeah, I, um, I've gotten seven players in the Major League Baseball Celebrity All-Stars uh, softball game, and two of my players have won MVP. So, you know, I, I usually go to those events wherever they are around the country, and so these guys are hanging with the top former baseball players, the biggest celebrity uh, artists in the world. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Um, I've met, you know, we've been to the White House when we won the gold medal in Japan. Uh, I, I, I've been to every state. Um, I did 500 flights in five years. Uh, it was, it's been an amazing ride. Well, it's amazing, Dave, and it's so great to talk with you as you uh, continue to fulfill your commitment to helping our wounded veterans and others that uh, that have lost a limb uh, through uh, you know being born that way or through uh, through an accident and the opportunities that you've had to to meet and play against uh, so many great people and it's going to be great to have you back here you know where you're from bringing the team back here in Burlington you're going to be doing it on July 22nd and and thanks to the Lake Monsters uh, you know for 
for hosting you at uh, at Centennial Field and also uh, you know another one of our classmates uh, David uh, Daryl Graham from Warriors Soar. I know they're going to be part of this uh, this event as 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 uh, as well. Uh, Daryl Graham was also known as Grumpy of Grumpy's Dogs. I've actually had Daryl on the program. We sad you know I had to sample a Grumpy's dog and you know I, I love a red hot or a Michigan. Uh, he does a pretty good job with a hot dog. Yeah, I see Daryl a couple times a year when he's down in Florida. But um, getting back to the game, it's at 1 o'clock. Uh, it, the event is free. So if you have nothing to do on Saturday the 22nd in the afternoon, come out and see this amazing team. Uh, Warriors Soar is one of our sponsors for this event. Warriors Soar is a, um, you know, a nonprofit, uh, 501c3 of uh, veterans in, in the state of Vermont. So they jumped right on board to be part of this event. But, uh, we've got some good stuff behind this, um, hotel taking care of the team in Burlington, Vermont, uh, a couple food, uh, organizations feeding us while we're there. All I'm worried about is the weather. It looks like you've got more rain than well. We're getting we're getting year. all of that out of the way this week, <laughs> David. That's what's happening, as you know. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, you'll be coming back. We also have a you know important a milestone. I won't uh, tell you know which one it is, but we've got a high school reunion coming up, and I hope to see you that as uh, at uh, the reunion as well, David. Yeah, I'll definitely be there, and I mean, I would not say the year. We're going to be no. at the reunion, but I no. will say I remember listening to you on a transistor radio powered <laughs> by a battery back in the day. <laughs> David, good to talk with you today. We'll see you on July 22nd, 1 o'clock at Centennial Field in Burlington. My good friend and the general manager and founder of the Louisville Slugger Warriors National Amputee Baseball Team. If you'd like more information, if you'd like to make a donation, want to support them, it's lswarriorsteam.org, lswarriorsteam.org. David, thank you for joining me here on Travels with Charlie, and we will see you shortly. Looking forward to it, Charlie. All right, take care. We'll be right back with an update on what's happening in the area with the, the flooding uh, and the weather and all of that straight ahead on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millnetravel.com. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie. Lee, we, we don't have much time left, so I, I'm going to... What is the name of that tune? I can't tell you. That, that's uh, When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin. Oh, and we don't want that levy no. to break. Thanks for joining us here on Travels with Charlie. Great conversation with Wendy Mays from the VAB, and of course, uh, thanks to my good friend uh, Dave Van Sleet. But let's do a quick update before we uh, get out of here and uh, find out what's happening on the roadways and byways here in the area. Call just came in from Williamstown. Boyce Road is now closed in Randolph. 
Low areas of Randolph Village are being evacuated to uh, Vermont Technical College. Able Mountain Campground has been evacuated. The shelter is open in Randolph at the Judd Hall at VTC. And Route 66 is now closed from Windover Road to Heading Drive. Uh, most of the other road closures have remained as the situation was at last update, Charlie. Okay, and we'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon here on WDEV. Thanks to Casella Way Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, Milne Travel, and Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. My theme song is written and performed by Billy Bratcher. My executive producer is Brad Ferlin. Running the board today, Lee Cattell. I'll see you in my travel. I'll be back on July 24th and uh, working on some food. I know I told you this last time, but uh, that didn't work out this time. But uh, next show, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll have some food giveaways here on Travels with Charlie. Stay safe and keep it tuned right here at uh, WDEV for more updates throughout the day. Have a great day. Sitting in a diner.